Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by the book guide. House, been surrounded by the deferential, apologetic abnegation. The consequence of my constant absence, though, is that the other abnegation are wary of me, convinced there's something wrong with me, that I'm ill or immoral or strange. Even those willing to nod at me in greeting don't quite meet my eyes. I sit with my hands clenching my knees, watching the other tables, while the other students finish their aptitude tests. The erudite table is covered in reading material, but they aren't all studying. They're just making a show of it, trading conversation instead of ideas, their eyes snapping back to the words every time they think someone's watching them. The candor are talking loudly as always. The amity are laughing, smiling, pulling food from their pockets and passing it around. The dauntless are raucous and loud, slung over the tables and chairs, leaning on one another and poking one another and teasing. I wanted any other faction, any other faction but mine, where everyone has already decided that I am not worth their attention. Finally, an erudite woman enters the cafeteria and holds up a hand for silence. The abnegation and erudite quiet down right away, but it takes her shouting, Quiet! for the dauntless, amity, and candor to notice her. The aptitude tests are now finished, she says. Remember that you are not permitted to discuss your results with anyone, not even your friends or family. The choosing ceremony will be tomorrow at the hub. Plan to arrive at least ten minutes before it begins. You are dismissed. Everyone rushes toward the doors except our table, where we wait for everyone else to leave before we even get to our feet. I know the path my fellow abnegation will take out of here, down the hallway and out the front doors to the bus stop. They could be there for over an hour, letting other people get on in front of them. I don't think I can bear any more of this silence. Instead of following them, I slip out a side door and into an alley next to the school. I've taken this route before, but usually I creep along slowly, not wanting to be seen or heard. Today, all I want to do is run. I sprint to the end of the alley and into the empty street, leaping over a sinkhole in the pavement. My loose abnegation jacket snaps in the wind, and I peel it from my shoulders, letting it trail behind me like a flag, and then letting it go. I push the sleeves of my shirt up to my elbows as I run, slowing to a jog when my body can no longer stand the sprint. It feels like the entire city is rushing past me in a blur, the buildings blending together. I hear the slap of my shoes like the sound is separate from me. Finally, I have to stop, my muscles burning. I'm in the factionless wasteland that lies between the abnegation sector and erudite headquarters, candor headquarters, and our common places. At every faction meeting, our leaders, usually speaking through my father, urge us not to be afraid of the factionless, to treat them like human beings instead of broken, lost creatures but it never occurred to me to be afraid of them. I move to the sidewalk so I can look through the windows of the buildings. Most of the time, all I see is old furniture, every room bare, bits of trash on the floor. When most of the city's residents left, as they must have, since our current population doesn't fill every building, they must not have left in a hurry, because the spaces they occupied are so clean. Nothing of interest remains. When I pass one of the buildings on the corner, though, I see something inside. 
The room just beyond the window is as bare as any of the others I've walked by, but past the doorway inside I can see a single ember, a lit coal. I frown and pause in front of the window to see if it will open. First it won't budge. Then I wiggle it back and forth, and it springs upward. I push my torso through first, and then my legs, toppling to the ground inside in a heap of limbs. My elbows sting as they scrape the floor. The building smells like cooked food and smoke and sweat. I inch toward the ember, listening for voices that will warn me of a factionless presence here. But there's only silence. In the next room, the windows are blacked out by paint and dirt, but a little daylight makes it through them, so I can see that there are curled pallets scattered on the floor all over the room, and old cans with bits of dried food stuck inside them. In the center of the room is a small charcoal grill, most of the coals are white, their fuel spent, but one is still lit, suggesting that whoever was here was here recently. And judging by the smell and the abundance of old cans and blankets, there were quite a few.